Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. Brianna, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. It's so nice to have you today. How are you? Thank you so much. Looking forward to diving into this topic. Yeah, me too. Just as like a little bit of a background, you're a family photographer based in the San Francisco area, yeah? Yes, that is correct. Only families. Very good. Well, I I won't spoil the surprise. I'm going to let you tell us all about what it is that we're going to be chatting about today, but let me just get out my timer. I'm going to hit start and then, and then I'm just going to let you go ahead and dive right in. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Ready, set, go. So my question is essentially exploring the topic of good to great. When many beginners start their professional photography journey, there's a lot of suggestions for improvement and the growth is, it tends to be exponential. But now that I'm in an intermediate stage and I'm a little bit more established, my growth is definitely starting to plateau. I have bookings, but I'm not fully booked. My website is good, solid, but definitely not perfect. My work is good enough for clients, but I really want it to be great and break into the top tier with my business. So the question I've been mulling around lately is how do you go from good enough to great? All right. So as I said to you before we hit the record button, I love this topic because I think it's one of those things that people, a lot of people have this question because you're absolutely right. We do hit this sort of exponential growth curve at the beginning. And then there comes a point where it's like, we know how to work our cameras. We have the basic pillars of our business set up. We're kind of chugging along. And of course it's not perfect. It's never perfect, right? There is no like, you know, there is great for sure, but there is never like, okay, I'm all done. And if you get to the all done point, I guess that's like close up shop and you're all set. But, but yeah, so I think that a lot of people struggle with that, especially since when you're in that beginning time, you're, there's this constant sense of urgency of like, you fill your time so much with the stuff of putting, you know, learning how to run a business and learning how to run, use your camera and all those things. So, so anyway, I'm excited to be talking about this. That was a long winded way of saying that. <laughs> but in preparation for our conversation today, I actually pulled up the freebie that I put together a while ago. And I don't know if you have seen this. It's a thing that I call, or it's just a PDF worksheet that I mentioned in a podcast a while ago called, Where Do I Focus Next in My Business? Are you familiar with that PDF? I've looked at all of your freebies and I don't remember that one. I've made a lot of freebies over the time. (laughs) Um, So this one must have gotten buried somewhere and that's okay because I actually feel like it's one of those freebies that, you know, all of these, it's like we can look at them, but they're the sort of thing that I feel like you can go back and revisit. And this one, honestly, I feel like is one of the unsung heroes of the freebies I've put out. It's a single PDF, like it's a single page thing. And it's just like a a decision tree kind of a thing. And I had a lot of fun making it. And I actually think there's a lot of value here. So I thought maybe today what we could do is kind of walk through that because basically what it helps you do, all of us always have a bunch of things that we could be working on, right? I mean, you just mentioned like 
booking yourself more fully, making your art better, you know, all these different things. So where do you focus? Because you can't do everything at once. And if you are doing everything at once, you're not going to be doing any of it as well as you could. <laughs> so, and I will link this PDF in the show notes for everyone listening and for you as well. But, but the first question on here is, uh, and I'm not going to ask you to quote numbers here because it's kind of irrelevant, but the, the first question is first, what is your target income? And my question to you on air here would be, do you have a very specific number mapped out that you know, like, this is the amount of money that I want and need to make per session and or per year in order to have a profitable business that's worth my time? Yes. Okay. So you have that number. You can picture that number in your head. Awesome. Okay. So it's, like I said, it's kind of a decision tree kind of a thing. <laughs> so the next question is, are you currently hitting your goal for the target number listed above? I mean, it's a pandemic year, so it's kind of blurry. <laughs> I've been in business in this area for like 18 months. Okay. So I don't have as much data to draw on, but so far, so good. Okay. All right. So you're there or you're close. Yeah. Mod adjusting for pandemic. <laughs> uh, I hear you so loud and clear. Okay. So in that one, it says uh, yes or no, and you we're going to just go ahead and go with yes. So- under yes, there are four questions or there are four statements. Um, and I want, I'm going to read these to you and I'm going to have you go through them one by one and say true or false. So true or false. I do not feel in control of my time. False. I feel in control of my time. Okay. I dislike some aspects of the work that I do. False. I enjoy most of it. Okay, good. I procrastinate about certain tasks in my business. False. And I have recurring problems or issues in my business. I would not say problems or issues, but things that I would like to improve on. Okay. Girl, <laughs> you are, uh, this is a good, this is a good uh, set of questions for you. Okay. So when you are answering false to all of those questions on my business workflow chart thing, I say time to raise the money bar. So you've got you are at a place where you have kind of mastered where you are. Now, based on what you've already told me, that may not actually be the thing that you want to do right this minute. You may be more in a place where you're like, okay, I want to focus my time and energy on other things, but it's great because you don't have any like flaming trash cans in your business that are causing you big problems. Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> so, so what I would say and what I have heard from you. Well, you know what? Let me back off and let you say this. Among the things that you have sort of mentioned, if you like dig down, and I'm a big believer that like deep down, we know the answer to what we want or what is like speaking to us as the next thing. So among those things, like working on your art and all that sort of stuff, what do you, what, what is most um, gripping to you in terms of the next thing? I think as photographers, we get asked to do a lot of things. And I feel like my heart is saying next steps need to be narrowing in on intentionality in my business. What I'm doing today, where I want to be in 10 years, yes or no, that should influence whether or not I do it. Yeah, for sure. And again, you're in a really good place. You're not like 
dying for more clients. So you have to say yes to everybody who, you know, comes to you and asks you to photograph tennis shoes for their whatever. I don't even know. So that's, you know, that is a good place to start. And I think that, have you ever done, like, have you read The Artist's Way, Julia Cameron's book? I've read similar topics, but not that one. So, uh, you know, her book has some stuff in it that I don't necessarily go all in it on, but I do love her journaling exercise where you sort of just stream of consciousness, do some writing exercises every day. I think it's a good, it's one of those books that you can kind of go back to over and over again over time because we are always evolving. And so like our needs and our wants, and I think that series of exercises can help sort of uncover some of those um, things that, you know, we need to become more intentional about. Sometimes it's just a matter of figuring out what it is that we want to be more intentional about and where we want to go in those five and ten, one and five and 10 year increments. So I might recommend just like as a first step, diving into something like that, taking, making some time for you to, you know, do some self-reflection and some focus about and go into that with the idea that you are focusing on the direction of your business and, and how that works. And when you say intentionality, is there a specific area that kind of you really think of when you say that? Mm, styling and branding so that I can be established as the go-to person for this one type. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really healthy for me as an individual, but also for the industry as a whole, when we really specialize and, and know our skill sets and can serve clients best that way. So when you say like you're branding for a, one type of family, is that what you mean? Like yeah, a certain yeah. aesthetic? One type of aesthetic and vision. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So another thing that you might want to consider, and I actually have an episode coming up not too far in the distant future about this. Um, is talking to a, uh, is finding a coach or a mentor to help you get some clarity around that and get some objectivity on your branding and your, the images that you're showing and that sort of thing. And it's not a topic that I know a ton about from personal experience. And I think that it, I'm really excited about this podcast because I feel like it's one of those things that people are like, yeah, I would love to get a coach. Where the hell do I find one of those? <laughs> or like, how, what do I do when I get a coach and how much should I expect to pay a coach and all those different things. But it does sound like if you could find somebody and it, again, it wouldn't even necessarily need to be a formalized coaching relationship. It could be a more like a mentor. You're in San Francisco and we've already talked about some of the people we know mutually who I know to be good, you know, people for feedback for that, but getting some outside perspective on that kind of like you do when you're first starting out, except that you now have, it's like, you know, enough to know you're not just looking for validation. <laughs> Sometimes in the beginning, we need somebody to just be like, you're okay. You're doing fine. Keep going. But you're at a refinement point And like, you're absolutely right. You know, your initial question is going from good to great. It doesn't come in these leaps and bounds that it does when we're first starting out. It is these like incremental periods of growth. And I think <laughs> I've just given you two completely opposite bits of advice. One is look inward and the other is look outward or ask outward. But I think that those are both equally 
valid and important. And you can do both of those things. As artists, we should ultimately be the final judge and jury for those, you know, and is this the right direction for me? Is this what I want it to be? But, but that doesn't mean that we have to work in a vacuum without any outside input at all. Absolutely. Have you considered doing, finding a coach or working with a coach before? I haven't narrowed in on anybody in particular, but I have thought that might, might, might be a helpful next step. Yeah. Completely randomly, before we hit the record button, I happened to mention to you this book that I'm reading right now called Profit First, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But one of the things that's kind of an interesting thing uh, in that book is that he talks about, gosh, I'm going to have to like broad brush this really quickly. But basically, when you are an entrepreneur, your financial goals can be really confusing because when you start out and you're making a small amount of money and he talks about it, uh, he sort of divides it up into like, if you're making zero to $250,000 in income revenue per year, and then it's like 250 to five, five to a million to five, whatever. But he creates this chart where he talks about how you should allocate that money within your business in each of those areas. And, and so when you're first starting out, your owners pay, like the money that you pay yourself is a much bigger percentage of your overall income up to when you're running a $10 million business, your owner's draw doesn't account for any percent of that. Like it's a, you know, that's a tiny thing. Now you may make profit shares. So the reason that I bring that up is that it's sort of the same. When you are first starting a business and you are trying to learn all of the things, there's so, you know, you have to allocate a, a lot of headspace to certain things. Now, to use your words, you know, you have the opportunity to be, I was going to say need to be, but plenty of people aren't more intentional. They just kind of keep throwing stuff at the wall. If you are more intentional at this point, you know, you can decide where in your business you want to focus more of your attention and time and energy and get to that place where you're really you know, it sounds like you're already, you've got a lot of those like profitability, sustainability pieces in place. So now it's like, let's run a business that you super love and make it better over time. So I don't know. You're in a really good spot. I love this. I really like how you wrapped up where you said, let's run a business that you super love. Like that really hones in on the intentionality piece. I think that's a really important takeaway. And it's one of those things that I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. We are so caught up in the, like, what do I need to do? Or like, what are the metrics that money is a really easy one to say, you know, if I'm making us this certain amount of money, then I'm successful. But very rarely does that ultimately translate into worth it in this business because very few of us as you know, photographers are making seven figures doing it. And when I say us, that's wishful thinking. <laughs> that's my timer. But the, so, you know, when we're still making just a normal living as a portrait photographer or a wedding photographer or something like that, the money's never going to be, even if you get to that place where you're like, great, I'm making a comfortable living. It's not really worth it because you can make a comfortable living doing a lot of different things. So I do think that once you get to that place where it is profitable and you're getting close to the money goal, 
then you really start to want to focus on, do you love this? Is it worth it? Is like the work lighting you up? Because that's the reason most of us go into it in the first place. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, Brie, it's so nice to get to know you a little bit here. I am one of these days we're going to travel again and I'm going to come out to the Bay and I would love to make that happen in person. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's my pleasure. Thanks for writing in and coming on and, and yeah, I will, I'll send you a link to this PDF when we get off the phone. Can't wait to check it out. Thanks so much. All right. Good stuff. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.